Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Sam Mealy. I'm Hunter Young. And we are the, the Sons, Sons of Liberty. Today, we're going to be talking about taxes. Everybody loves taxes, right, Sam? The retention just went down by 90% <laughs> taxes. Make us interested in taxes, Hunter. What are we talking about today? What we're going to be talking about is the fact that income taxes are unconstitutional. They're stealing our money. It's theft. And we're going to be talking against that. And I just smacked the table. I know you don't like that. But I'm fired <laughs> up. Triggered when no more taxes. Table. This is America, baby. We hate taxes here. We're founded on tax rebellion, and that's what we're trying to continue with the Sons of Liberty podcast. Let's that's go. why we're here today. Are we encouraging everybody to not pay taxes? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just saying don't pay your taxes in 2023. If we all don't pay, there's nothing they can do. Anyway. <laughs> I think we all know that our current tax system is flawed. All kinds of solutions are brought to the table by different politicians. Some people say there should be a flat tax. Some people say billionaires shouldn't be existing and that they should be taxed 99 percent um what does all this mean what does our tax code even mean why do we pay taxes what do our taxes go to and how can we as gen zers clean up the mess that our past generations have left us and uphold a simple constitutional and biblical tax code these are the questions we're going to be asking and answering in today's podcast so what was the problem? You brought up, you brought, okay, so what are we fixing? We as Gen Zers, yeah, we want to we wanna take back New England. We want to take back America. And we got to reform this tax system. Does it, what, what, what was the issue that our former generations created? Was it the IRS? Was it the, the Federal Reserve? Was it the certain things that were being taxed on? Is it a combination of everything? What? All of it. Okay. All is, of it. The fact that we have the welfare state, the fact that our taxes, we have the average American we basically pay 50% of our income to taxes one way or another through state taxes and everything. So it's that's not the way our founders intended it, and that's not the way God intends it to be. So we got to fix that. Okay. So you've got, I'm, I worked at like a tree farm uh, a couple summers in high school. And on the pay stub, it was like the first time that I like got well, was an official employee. And so you get the pay stub and everything. And, and my gosh, the stuff that was coming out. So you had the check, and then after a week's work over, over like – hundred dollars almost two hundred dollars was sent to different things whether social security and then there was income tax i think it was federal income tax social security and like a couple other things is any of that constitutional no no okay all right so we <laughs> yeah. got that let's start then let's start at the beginning let's yeah before we get to what our generation before we're getting into exactly what our generation or former generations messed up let's go back to the first American generation, 1776, the founders of our country. What exactly did the Constitution say about taxes? Did it say anything? Because I think a lot of people on the right are under the impression, more libertarians, I think, they say, oh, th they didn't want any taxes. Uh, I've, that's definitely a sentiment that yeah. I've, I've seen played out on the right. W what was the founders' view? Well, they wrote it in. They knew that to have wars and to have defense and to have certain things like roads even well roads not back then because they just had the horses but they knew that certain things would be necessary even the post office was something that you knew that you would need taxes for and i think although the post office kind of sucks we need to be able to ship mail and, and ship things so the founders weren't for no taxes at all but they were definitely for very limited taxes in very limited scenarios and we can see that article one section eight clause one of the constitution reads the congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense 
and general welfare of the United States, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. I think that's an interesting statement at the end there. They shall be uniform across the United States, meaning... Every state has to comply, right? Or well, every state has to comply, and they're uniform, meaning they're the same for everybody. Okay. Yeah, no partiality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, let, let's break down Clause 1 here. So yeah. there's... I, I, there, there's some words people might not understand. All right, let, let's break down the different types of taxes here. We've got that you can collect taxes, duties, imposts, excises. Um, break down the imposts versus excises because I guarantee a lot of people don't necessarily. I didn't. I had to Google that earlier. What, yeah. What, so imposts would be taxes on imports, like if you get goods from a, another country, like China. China. Do the voice. You got to do the voice. China. There you go. You get taxes from. China. <laughs> you would have to pay an import tax. And uh, the other taxes would be excise taxes, which are sales taxes, which so a national sales tax would actually be constitutional. That's something that's being proposed now is uh, people are like, my goods are going to go up 10%. But if all your other taxes were going down, then I think it would be a net win. But that's another conversation. We're mm -hmm. not going to get into the direct policy. Um, poll taxes, that's when it, when it refers to taxes. That's what it's talking about. Poll taxes, taxes to vote, actually. Or so you were taxed every time you voted. Like when you went to vote, yeah, you would you would pay because that's you something would pay that pay to vote. Yeah, that would that's not racist, be popular, isn't it? That would not be popular. They no. would call that racist. Yeah. actually, no, but that would that would not be because they would associate making people pay with like um, um, disincentivizing underprivileged communities from voting because oh, you're making them pay or whatever. Well, it was a ridiculously cheap. Thing. It was like a stamp. It's like buying a stamp. It would oh, be okay. super cheap. Okay. Um, but also a lot of these, and a lot of these taxes would be a poll tax. It means like a head tax, or this is the assumption of what taxes would look like. Or they would send a tax bill to the state. Each state, say there's 13 states, we need we need to raise 100 million for the war. Each state owes whatever amount of money, and then the states could decide how those taxes were paid for within their own state. Okay. But it was never this top-down IRS surveillance state mm. kind of idea. There, this was never envisioned by the by the founders, and there was never taxes on income. Taxes on income were foreign to the founders. They they had never envisioned that for America. They believed that if you were trading your time for money, which is what you're doing when you're working, that that is not a transaction that was ever to be taxed because. Ultimately, your time and the land belongs to God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it shouldn't be taxed. Yes, and I was I was um, I was listening to Ron Paul, uh, Doctor Ron Paul. He presidential candidate. I believe he was a senator or a representative yeah. in Texas. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he basically said that the income tax, the reason it's con unconstitutional, is because it makes it <clears throat> it makes the government the center of everything. It makes that that it almost makes it look like the all of your money is the government's inherently. Right. They take a little bit and then they give you the rest. Right. And that's because they they have they get to know every single transaction that goes on or excuse me tran, um, transaction of wealth whether it work for uh, money and they get to know every piece of that. So it's like they are giving you a little bit of your own money, even though it's yours. In the even though place. it's yours in the first right. place. Yeah. And that's a, another thing is that um, the government was never meant to be this large that you would need so much 
money, which is we're going to get into how much the U.S. government actually gets each year in taxes, and it's ridiculous. And that was one of the things that, going back to the Bible, to biblical principles, when Israel wanted to institute a king, one of the things that they warned, that God warned the kings, of, the people of Israel about having a king, is that instead of working for your family, instead of working for your community, all um, work would belong to the king. You would work for the king, essentially. The king would have his own businesses, and, and that's what we have today. You have a centralized power where you have two million people working for the federal government. The federal government's doing all kinds of things. They do insurance, Medicare. They do um, social services. They do all kinds of things. They have a We have a federal police force that all, all these things that need to be paid for. And God warned the Israelites of what a centralized power would look like. And now in America, we're seeing the fruit of that same kind of centralized power where we work for the government, not the other way around. It almost does feel like every time tax day comes around, we're just a pawn on the on the on the ch on the the chess board that the IRS has created for every American it's like we it's we're beholden to it and in the, in the same way property taxes it often feels like when you when you go to pay property taxes you don't feel like you, you own, own your own land which i think i think that technically means you don't own your you don't. own land if you can if you own your yeah. home but you don't pay your taxes you lose your home that, that's crazy. Yeah. And so, we actually had, when property taxes were first coming out, you had stories of, I don't know the exact sources, but um, of, of a widow whose husband had died and she um, she couldn't pay her property taxes because she was a widow and she was like, I own the land. I, I don't, I don't have any, I don't, I don't work. I'm in my seventies. I'm old. And the men in the community who knew her, uh, when they knew the day that the, the government would be coming to collect or to take the land from her, kick her out of her house, they were uh, sitting on her front porch with their rifles saying, I dare you guys to come over here and, and take her out of her house and take her land. That was what America looked like when things were first being instituted. They said, where was that? I don't know where it was. I just heard it. That's awesome. So, but I believe that that's what America, that's what, they would have been like, never, yeah. never would have this, would you take a house from a widow for her not paying her property taxes? That would never be a thing that would fly. And now we all, that was instituted under Woodrow Wilson, correct? Um, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I'm I, sure. Well, property taxes are at the local level. Are they? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, you pay you pay property taxes locally. Interesting. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Because property taxes pay for the schools, I believe, right? I think that's yeah. how it works. Property taxes pay for the public schools, which is also silly. Like, if you don't, like, I, I grew up homeschooled, and yet my parents had to. Uh, pay taxes, give money to the public schools, even though they homeschooled their kids. But that's that's another issue. But I mean, it's similar because the property taxes. Bella, could you actually check on that? If property taxes go to pay for the school system, I'm like, pretty sure. Or what exactly property taxes they pay do. for? I think um, they do. It it started in uh, 1796 was when they first started property taxes, which is pretty early. 1796. But it, it says it was only um in 14 was... of 15 states taxed land. No way. But uh, certain states. Uh, did not tax property, but income from property. So it was kind of a way to tax. But that was at the state level. And that was at well, local that was level. back when everyone had a farm. So yeah. the money that you made on your land right. was taxed. Okay, that's basically just an income tax at that point, right? Yeah, pretty much. But if you made your money off the land, it wasn't a tax. Yeah, it is. I, I'm surprised that it was that early. But even then, I mean, it yeah, was 20 years after seven. Or well, I guess 1789, the Constitution. So it's not that far 
past it. But I guess in the colonial times before the, the Constitution, it would have been more foreign to them. So, mm. but anyway, we, we got to get into the foundation of it. Like, what, is our, what does our tax code look like today? And what is the scenario that we're in? So, in 2022, the federal government raised $4.5 trillion from taxes. That's which it? Which is, yeah. And I, I wonder how much they spent. Probably a seven or eight trillion dollars because we are going in debt at massive levels. But uh, how did they do that? I mean, four point five trillion dollars is still a lot of money. Yeah, probably. I don't think you have four point five trillion. I do not. All right, not yet. Not yet. We will once the once this podcast pops up. (laughs) Once the empire (laughs) raises, but we have a we have a progressive system, meaning that the more you make, the more taxes you pay. Do you think logically makes sense? That, yeah, of course that makes sense. Of course that makes sense. If there's a flat tax rate, there shouldn't be a number of like amount, a dollar amount of taxes you pay. No, I mean, a percentage of your income. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense because you, it's the same with a tithe. Right. Um, if you're gonna pay, if you make less, you're gonna pay less in a tithe. Yeah, you're always you no matter more, in what no whatever system you're gonna pay more the more you make because that's just there's more things to tax. So. Yeah. But also, and you have a target on your back from the government if you're a uh, a rich individual yeah and i mean we can see just looking at the numbers the u.s needs the income tax which is why so many people aren't advocating for it to be gone even though it's yep. unconstitutional 50 percent of total tax revenue at the federal level comes from income taxes so if we were to wipe that out that 4.5 trillion would go to 2.25 trillion with real quick so they need it the federal government needs our income taxes to survive hmm. um and that's and out of this came all the scare of shutting the government down over the summer. Yeah, was because well, we and couldn't... even now, yeah, it's always a scare. They got to do it every few months to make sure the government doesn't shut down because we don't because have money. So they have to raise the debt ceiling so yeah. then they can borrow more money in order yeah. to print more money so the government doesn't shut down because we have so many employees to pay, so many agencies to run. That that's the case, right? Yeah. Well, that's and also crazy. too, our tax dollars don't even. There's not like in it like the government doesn't go. Oh, look at uh. We've got a bank account with four point five trillion dollars in it. Like that's not what it looks like to the federal government. When they when the federal government needs money for something, they just ask the Federal Reserve for the money and they get it either by printing it or by what the Federal Reserve has. The four point five trillion dollars doesn't actually directly literally go to all a bank the, a specific bank yeah. account. Okay. It kind of just goes in and it just disappears. It kind of disappears yeah does it go to the federal reserve who holds the money who holds the the federal reserve would hold it okay yeah but it's not like the federal like they don't it's not like one for one like i'm sending a dollar to the federal government it's getting split up this way it's like if the federal government wants money they get it no matter how much they're getting in taxes Hmm. so because i mean they can just take out as much so then why do we pay taxes (laughs) if they just print and print well because they have to have some way i mean imagine what inflation would like that's true if If there's nothing back yeah yeah and another, so another form is uh, payroll taxes, which are Social Security and Medicare. They fund, fund Social Security and Medicare because, but they don't really fund it because we go into debt for Social Security and Medicare. So, but that makes up another thirty percent of. If we're going into debt for Social Security, how is it going to benefit me in fifty years? If we have to go into debt every year in order to fund Social Security, how am I going to get a check when I'm old if I want to apply you won't. for it? You, there's no way we can afford it for the next fifty years. Because our, our debt would be over a hundred trillion at that yeah. point. Goodness. So yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Okay, so but why... also that's basically another form of an income tax, the payroll taxes, because 
they're taxing the business for money that they pay their employees for. It's basically like centralized insurance is basically what it is. Hmm. Um, which if you look at the numbers, if you just put the money that you were putting into a social security into the S and P 500, which would also be better for the economy for more money to be in the S and P 500, you would make way more than social security. It yeah. wouldn't even be close. All that compound interest, all that compound interest, <laughs> baby. Um, but yeah, so that's another, so and that's 30% of the total tax revenue. So social security and Medicare taxes, those are basically, those come, I think it's like 6.25% per, or that might be Massachusetts sales tax. Whatever it is, it's like around 6% that you get taken out of your check. So that's basically another income tax effectively. Yeah. And then corporate income taxes make up around 10% of total revenue. 90% of the US government's revenue is from a form of income taxes, basically, if you count Social Security and Medicare, because that's gosh. basically an income so tax. So if you cut income tax, you have to cut the government in like... ten By 90%. 90%. Because the rest they get from like import and everything, which are constitutional taxes. So basically, if you cut out all the unconstitutional taxes, the US government receives $455 billion a year. Okay. However, if you cut out all these taxes, though, and this goes... Uh, and this is an historical perspective. This is not just... This isn't me just uh, pulling this out of my butt. You've got Alexander Hamilton, who, uh, and I, I can't remember if I've talked about this in the podcast or not, but he he wrote the, after the Revolutionary War, America was in about, I don't know, almost $20 million of debt, which back then was a lot of money. Um, and they and he wrote a report, and the, the Continental Congress had him uh, basically go write a report and was like, all right, figure out this debt problem. How do we pay our debts off? He basically theorized that instead of raising taxes in order to make more money, in order to pay off the debt, let's lower taxes and then sell bonds to the American people. And then once you sell bonds to the American people, that'll build up credit with your citizenry, thus causing them to take out more bonds. So that so now, and, and when they take out a bond, they have more financial freedom and the financial capabilities to start businesses and to thrive economically. And when more people thrive economically you're going to pay a lot more in taxes and right. over and very quickly they paid off a large chunk of that 20 million dollar of that whatever, uh, those, it, was. whatever yeah. it was yeah and well, i think and it's not because they raised taxes it's because they lowered taxes and allowed and allowed the market to do its work over the course of 20 years yeah yeah well i think that's what we have now is we have a, a market we don't have a free market in america basically we're we're shackled by crony capitalism which is there's so many regulations and there's so many hoops to jump through for creating a business that that actually benefits the big corporations. People want to talk about the big corporations getting benefits. That's true because a, a big corporation that makes a trillion dollar, not a trillion dollars, whatever, a trillion dollar a corporation, yeah. they can pay lawyers and they can pay these people, accountants, to jump through hoops and, and pay less taxes. But the average small business owner who's just a mom and pop store they can't, can't do that. that. Yeah. These large businesses can pay for lobbyists and accountants to and lawyers to basically find these loopholes. Yeah. And to work with the federal government and state governments to basically, you know, well, and that's the problem. Thrive while smaller businesses die out. The tax code is so complicated that the average person literally cannot do it. Like you can't do your own taxes. You have to have yeah. someone else do it. You have to have even if you use TurboTax or whatever you do, like do it yourself. You can't actually know, like you're going to break the law, basically. And if there's a law, if there's a system 
in place where you basically cannot obey the law, it's probably not good law. Yeah. Just in a just a guess, maybe. Well we had yeah, we yeah. had guess, our first guest, Toby Leary, he said yeah. if a if a law makes you a criminal if a law gets passed and it makes you a criminal overnight, it is bad law. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the same, same thing with the yeah, it's the same, same thing, thing with the tax code. But it's like if you can't even obey the law, if you can't even know what yeah, the law is. Yeah, if you don't even is, know the law, yeah, you how are you supposed to follow it? Exactly. So it's ridiculous. I think that uh, Ron Paul has talked about this too. He says we need to put the tax code on one index card. <laughs> Basically, we could make it we could do that. And that's what I, I would support a one-page tax code. You say, "All right, 10% flat tax on all income." Boom. Would you agree with the 10%? I think well with now we have we need to have some way to pay off the debt, like we for a time we might have to do that. Um, no, but but like what I was saying, if you want to pay off the debt, lower the taxes. No, well I'm saying that would be lowering it, ten percent flat tax. Well, okay, I, I, I didn't yeah. realize that's what you were arguing yeah. for. Okay, so but that's a different. We'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. But um, but what it, what you have is is now, the average American pays twenty five percent, from their takeout home pay on taxes. So 25% of your income right off the rip is... Is that on an average for all of Americans? Yeah. Okay, that's definitely more here in Massachusetts. Yeah. And I'm sure across New England. Well, I think that's that's federally. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Hampshire, you've got no income tax, but the property taxes are insane. So just depending on where you live, the taxes are going to be different, obviously. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's another question. So different states, like there are federal taxes and then there are state taxes. Mm-hmm. Are all federal taxes constitutional or no i'm sorry not unconstitutional like are all are there only certain only certain is down like are there certain types of taxes that are constitutional versus unconstitutional if we read the constitution it It was excises excises duties imposts polls to pay debts and the thing is that was the thing is the money that you were paying taxes was specifically for a purpose the this was also this was meant only for wartime really oh so this is the only institute okay after a declaration of war? Yeah, because for the common defense and for the general welfare. But that meant for supporting people who, during war, needed the money. Yeah. That was what it was intended for. There was never to be a, a two million employee large federal government that you needed to pay for. Yeah. This was never never a thing. So um, we have it now where the average American is paying way over what the tithe would be in taxes. And that's another issue that we can get into. But... Um, that's a good question. Why are we paying, giving more money to the federal government than we are our churches? As a Christian, that feels wrong. Well, that's true, and that's one of the things. It's a principle that the less Christians tithe, the more the federal government is going to be obligated to fill the role of the church and charge more taxes. True. So the less you tithe, and you wonder why, oh, well, why are my taxes going up? Because the church isn't feeding the poor. Because the church isn't taking care of the widows. Because the church isn't taking care of itself and of its community. That's why you have taxes that are so high. So that's why, in part, I don't blame the federal government for having such high taxes because the church declines to mm. serve its role as salt and light to the world and taking care of the afflicted. Mm. So that's a whole nother issue. We can we can get on the church a lot, and we should for not tithing. And I don't tithe, so I should probably start doing that, <laughs> put my money where my mouth is, literally. Um I love my church. I should probably tithe. <laughs> yeah, everybody from your church is watching right now. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, no, so that's we know where it, we know what it looks like. America, the average American pays way over what the biblical tithe would be. Um, we pay way more than the the founders ever 
intended. I mean, there's no way that they were paying 25% in in taxes back in 1789. Yeah. I mean, I mean it was just enough for yeah. the federal government to do what it needed to do. Now, you said we could pay it off, pay use um the Congress can get taxes in order to pay off debt. Does that would that justify? Do you think that you can make a constitutional argument that any type of taxes is okay if it's going to the federal if it's going to our national debt? No. Because no? it never it doesn't give the power. Well, the thing is the 16th amendment gives the constitution it says um the 16th amendment does give Congress the power to um lay and collect taxes on incomes. And this was the 16th amendment which was in um 1913. It was ratified in 1913. So if they did this amendment, that means that it was assumed that before that, the gov- the federal government didn't have the right to tax income. Or why else would you need an amendment allowing That's, it? Okay, so yeah. some say that the, the amendment ratified... Well, let's get into that. Is the, yeah. income, ta- is the income tax unconstitutional? Some say the, uh, the amendment ratified the Constitution, therefore making it constitutional. Others say it actually goes against the Constitution... And it was an amendment that should not, even though it's now law and technically yeah. con- technically constitutional, it ta- it actually goes against the original document. Right. Which which side do you is there a middle ground? Which well, side I think do you it think it obviously goes against the original intent of the founders, but now because of the Sixteenth Amendment, it is constitutional. Okay. Is there like a part in the Constitution where it talks about that, or like are you t- saying like the spirit of the founders in the spirit the of the founders and what we were just reading, which is uh, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, and it never gives, because the Constitution, we have to understand, is an right. enumerated powers document, meaning the Constitution, the, the federal government only has power to do what is explicitly granted to it in the Constitution. Yeah. So you can't just say, oh, well, the Constitution doesn't say anything about it, therefore I can do it. No, you can only do it if the Constitution says you can do it, yeah. if you're in government. Yeah, I mean, James Madison has a quote. It says, if Congress, and he's referring to these 18, uh, the in um, Article Article 1, Section 8, there are 18 clauses enumerating what Congress can do and no more. Right. And James Madison, 1792, he says, if Congress can do whatever in their discretion can be done by money and will promote the general welfare, the government is no longer a limited one, possessing enumerated powers, but an indefinite one. It's interesting he uses the word indefinite and not like large or overreaching. He says indefinite, like it'll... It has no limit. It, it has no limit. Right. It, it will never go the other way. It will never shrink. So he's saying that um, that if that if there were not enumerated powers on the Congress, if it just said, you know, uh, Article 1, Section 8, yeah, there's going to be a Congress to make, make laws for stuff. <laughs> oh my god! You do whatever you want, yeah. Whatever well, you which want. Is what we do it's now, a blank but, check. Yeah. Well, I mean... Anyway. But it would that would have started way, way earlier, way earlier, yeah. right after the country was made. It, you would have had bad actors get in there immediately and take power. Um, but that's so, the thing. So now. the fact that these eighteen clauses are here, but that speaks to the Constitution more broadly, and what we're trying to get back to, as uh, in New England, we're trying to bring a bottom up approach. We're limited starting government. here in New England, limited government, enumerated powers in government, and that that is that's where we have to start. Yeah, yeah, and that's why another. I don't know what. Thank you, James Madison, for telling me that. Um, yeah, it's a good the Constitution. It's a good yeah, the Constitution never gives in the original Constitution, never gives Congress the power to tax income. So therefore, it's against the original principles of the Constitution. And even if you read documents from from Hamilton and from Madison, 
they will speak against income taxes because it was never again like i said it was it was never it was foreign to them in terms of biblically building a government based off of limited government if you have limited government you can't have income taxes because it, it violates private property and it violates your time that's another thing too it basically the irs violates the fourth amendment because it to know the government doesn't have the right to know what your income is the government doesn't have that's a violation of uh, unlawful search and seizures because the government doesn't need to know your business, doesn't need to know what job you have, doesn't need to know how much money you make. You make they have no right to know that because they're not your daddy; they're the government. So I, that's another interesting thing is like the IRS has no right to tell me that I need to tell them how much money I make. Mm. So, so the way taxes would originally work is that on the the government would basically just trust the people to then. To then, when they send them a a blank check or whatever, um, yeah. saying, "Hey, we want ten percent of your income," they're just trusting that the people actually put in. 10%. Yeah, or there it was. It would be for a specific goal, so they knew how much, even a dollar amount. Not, it wouldn't even be a percentage. It would be. So why wasn't everybody just lying and say, "Oh, I only made ten dollars this year, so I don't have to put pay taxes, like pay one dollar in taxes"? Because if there's no oversight, if nobody's knowing how much money you make, were people just honest back then? Yeah, or- <laughs> <laughs> generally, I mean, because you knew. You said it's not good for the, the, the government to have debt. It's not good for us as a country to be in debt. So yeah. I'll pay it. But you also, you had... It definitely makes it feel like more on your part. Like, hey, I'm helping our country. Yeah. I'm helping the government pay off their debt so we can all Because thrive. you trusted that the government wouldn't encroach yeah. on your rights. Well, it's not that you trusted further. the government. You trusted the Constitution to, to, limit, con- to limit the government. Right. So you're saying, okay, I, I, I can trust where this money is going because I know that the, the Constitution is the supreme document of the land. Did you get into the number four here, talking about customs mis, uh, yeah, excise? Okay. All right, what do you mean by gift taxes? Let's, I actually, defining terms is always such an important thing because I don't want to yeah. ever brush over it. I don't want to ever come across like we know something and the audience is just stupid for not knowing it. Because yeah. a lot of these things, we're just kind of learning as we go here. Yeah. So ex- can you explain what you mean by gift taxes? Like, If I give you a gift of a certain amount of money, that's can be So taxed. it's literally just like, a five like if if we're a five one c three and I donate, I have to pay taxes on that donation. Is that what I that think? Means? Donations might be a different category. Well, isn't that a gift? Yeah, sure. So because right now we don't five one c three is a status where you don't have to be taxed yeah. on a donation. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, that's that's never mind. I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> yeah, we could we could get into it. Um, but oh, the thing is too, and even even then you did have, um. You did have tax rebellions in the U.S. Like people didn't want to pay their taxes, and, and a lot of them couldn't because of, we were in a lot of debt to France and stuff after the Revolutionary War. And um, there was things that went on, like, well, even have you heard of the whiskey rebellion? There yes. basically they started yeah. to tax task whiskey, and the people go, "We're not paying." Probably drunk. <laughs> we're not paying whiskey taxes. And George Washington basically went over there and like shut it down because he's like, guys. Well, it's that risky. that was an excise. That's called a sin tax. Yeah. where you put a tax on unhealthy, yeah. on unhealthy things. That's interesting that you bring up the debt to uh, France. I was reading um, that there's a the uh, when the Continental Congress assembled, they actually went through the exact dollar amounts of how much we paid in taxes to. There was the King of France. There was foreign officers um, made payable in France. And then there was this, a Spanish loan and then a Dutch loan. 
So we owned, we owed the most money. It says we owned uh, $240,740.60 to the King of France. Yeah. There was like 20 grand in interest, and then we had like $265,000 in Dutch loans. Yeah. Four hundred eighty or forty-eight thousand dollars in interest on a Spanish loan. Yeah. So it's it's crazy this... how detailed this is. Like this is actually understandable. Like reading through this this report from the Continental Congress, it's understandable. There's a dollar amount. Like who would have thought that the government actually cares about the money that they're entrusted with <laughs> down to the cent? I know we the don't penny. even know. we can't even know that now. The penny. It's too much money. Like literally th- right here. There's I see. I see a uh, $432,897 and 81 to the 90th. I don't even know what that means. They're so, <laughs> it's so exactly precise. It's not even precise. a thing that exists. I, like, d- yeah, I don't know. Well, it's it, not a coin for 0. 0.009 <laughs> cents. Like, what the heck? But They're yeah, no, it's so good. Specific. They were, because they, were, they believed that they were stewarding money that wasn't theirs. It didn't yeah. belong to them. And that's what was the principle of all Americans was that our money belongs to God, not to us. And I think that part of it is we brought it upon ourselves by, I mean... America, to be fair to America, we, we do give the most to charity out of any nation by a long shot. Well, it's not because of the it, the taxes. It's because no. it's not the government paying. Yeah. It's not the government giving the charity. No. Government's no, it's gonna us. It's the people, but, fund their own pro- programs. Yeah. It's the people. Yeah. But also part of it industry. is like we have been greedy in certain ways and we have been um, like not paying our tithes and not giving God his 10% because the Bible says your first fruits of your labor should go to God. Why will we pay taxes but not God? not paying god that sounds weird but like like helping the church like, yeah i don't know I, it doesn't it doesn't make any well, sense i think part me. of it is a lot of the churches you'll have these pastors well i mean you don't have any like to stand on hunter come on that's true my <laughs> pastor is good but my church's money it's kidding. also not just my pastor it's you have I'm an just, elders yeah, yeah. elder board and everything like that but you got uh the kenneth copelands of the world who are spending their time they'll give them people get churches give uh kenneth copeland money for him to be able to get his whatever million dollar private jet so uh we need to support local churches a lot more as christians and uh give uh uh rebel taxes give your rebelled tax money to churches if there was a way to do it that would be the way to do it yeah like if we were is there any way to be like civilly disobedient in this towards taxes i think you would have to do it from the bottom it would have to be it would start local level. You yeah, fight. You fight it, it in the. In, the you t- fight it in the town meetings. Yeah, you can't. You couldn't just do that on the federal. Income no, tax no, level. for sure. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah. the federal. You, so you start. Start local. Goes to the state. Maybe you get enough counties to agree. Yeah. You send their representatives from those counties who want different sorts of taxes. Because I'm here, thinking here in Massachusetts, like how do we reform the tax situation here in Massachusetts? Because it is well, crazy. First, I want to, so I want yeah. so badly to raise my family here, and I and I plan on doing that. But like. It it just it's crippling to think about how, how much, much you need. I have to pay for old people to live out the last few years of their lives in Social Security. <laughs> like, gosh, do you not have kids that'll take care of you? Why do I have to pay for this? Like, I love you, but go to get involved in a church if you really need help. The church will help you out. There they like, should. They should. Yeah. They're not. That's the government's filling the role that the church has abdicated, long since abdicated. But in any case, how do we reform? What's the situation in Massachusetts? Yeah, and so New that's England? the thing is we need to raise up a standard that's completely different to what the government's doing now because they're just going willy nilly, and it, it makes sense. They see a huge debt. They see, oh, we need these to pay for these social programs. We need to pay for all these things. We got to tax the people more, obviously. And they say, oh, well, the rich they need to pay their fair share. They need to do this. So that's what the liberals are saying. 
And then you have Republicans who are completely on the other side. Like you see the t- Trump tax cuts, huge slashing tax cuts at the corporate level, but not really like you've never seen a really a, a huge tax cut for middle middle Americans and the middle class and for for people who are actually raising the next generation. Well, I think the reason that those that went to the corporate level first was because I mean, I, I think if Trump got a second term, he would have kept yeah. going but i'm totally well, no, i'm saying that's, well, that's think, good well, I'm it is good because good. they create these corporate business these larger businesses um create the jobs that those middle class people thrive off of yeah so if you start if you do it at the corporate level it trickles down to the individual oh no i agree because with that you, i'm just saying able, when you pay less in taxes you're able to you're able to scale your business thus paying your employees more that's the, for the same that's reason that's a good point yeah. that's that's the same reason that the um the uh, minimum wage uh like is, is so stupid because you can't guarantee that every business is going to be able to pay yeah. their employees all of the same starting out. Like if, if you're worth less, you're going to make less. If you're worth more, you're going to make more. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's Reaganomics basically is what it is. The, the trickle down, they use trickle down is used as like a negative term. Like Hillary Clinton would say trickle, trickle down economics doesn't work. That's not Hillary's voice. But why would it not work? I don't know. Tell me why that doesn't work. Be Hillary I, for a second. Trickle-down economics doesn't work because the corporations are just trying to make a profit and they're exploiting their, their workers and they're trying to give as little to the workers as possible and they're trying to make as much profit for those up top and those who created the business as possible. Right, right. because that it makes sense. Work. If you want to scale your business, you pay your employees less and you yeah. make them less happy. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, you don't do that. You pay them more because you give them bonuses. You, you give them, you give them paid vacation. You, you you thank them for making you rich. <laughs> yeah. Like That's what it is. Yeah. They're not wage slaves like marx like marxism says no they're they're they are voluntary it it's it's voluntary it's not involuntary they are the backbone of the civilization we don't have a civilization without the middle class without a strong middle class you always have a middle class yeah but the issue and having a strong middle class is a good thing if you have a large middle class that's awesome because that means that more that because that means less people are poor right that's amazing yeah and the less people are poor the more people are rich yeah crazy thought (laughs) The, when pe- yeah. people are rich, society thrives. Yeah, and yeah. So as more it, charity like, occurs. As it stands, we're asking the question: Is we we know what Trump and and the things that Trump has done and Reagan has done and the conservative movement has done? A lot of them have worked, but like it's still you feel like it's lacking something. I think we do feel like it's lacking something because either way, income taxes aren't biblical; they're not constitutional. So how do we go back to a system that's more? Like, what would a system look like that is truly, like, radical, different, and that could actually work? Biblical taxes. Biblical taxes. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Talk about the biblical taxes. How would they do that? We were talking about this before we started filming. Yeah. What were the, what, uh, in the the first republic, you were, you you asked me at the beginning, he asked me at the beginning of the podcast, what is the first republic? I said, Roman republic? He's like, no, the Hebrews. It was the Israelites back in the, back in the day. You yeah. had God at the top, and you had judges. And if you read the book of Judges, this yeah. first and second Samuel, you had it was essentially a republic. Yeah, you had Moses over. He was like the head of basically the state. Yeah, and then you had the the few, which were the the senators. You could call them the senators, or those who went out and they were under, um, they had certain a certain amount of people under them, and then you had people at the local level, people who were leaders of their families. They represented a certain amount of people too. So you had the one the few and the many, which is the principles of a republic. And so how did the taxes work in that system? The taxes worked is you had you had your ten percent, you had your your tithe to the Levitical priesthood, and then you had um your ten percent 
uh, which will go to the festivals every year, the different festivals that the Israelites had. And then you had 3.3% a year, which was, it was like 10% every three years, which would go to the poor. So is it biblical? If we're paying for festivals, is it biblical to basically use tax dollars to uh, blow things up on 4th of July? Yes. Fireworks. I think it's biblical. I'm for it. It's biblical. I'm, I'm for it. Biblical fireworks, baby. Let's go. You got some. <laughs> you got some hot dogs and fireworks. Yeah, but that's also the thing is we can't apply that same exact standard to, because um, I guess you could say, well, we're close. Twenty three point three percent is the biblical tax. We're at twenty five percent, so we're doing, we're close, right? Well, okay, biblical yeah. tax as in the. Well, that's interesting because uh, Pastor uh, and Dr. Paul Jaley on our Thanksgiving special, he brought up just briefly, he, he brushed by it, but he said it's 23.3% is yeah. the actual biblical. He said tithe. Yeah. Now, but I the know it, there was a, it was a theocracy back yeah. then. It was a theocracy. So you had the Roman, or no, Roman, <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, it was a theocracy. So you had the top down, um, how was it called? You had the church and the state combined. That's what right. I'm trying to say. It was the church and state combined, so the taxes were all together. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way you have it right now. So no. how would you separate it? Would you have like 10% go to the church and then only 13% in taxes well, I think to get be... to that 23.3%? What if that's what I don't it is? think is Well, no, I don't think that today, I don't think that that tax is for today, the 23.3%. You don't think so? No. No? I think that applied only to okay. Israel and that specific. So just 10%? Yes. Ten percent to God, ten percent to the country. Yeah, but I think ten percent to God doesn't mean ten percent to the state. I think that's why it was different because the church and state were were mixed. So I think that baseline level, we've got to give some income, some level of it. Like a tithe isn't; it's not a sin to not tithe ten percent today. Yeah, because it's we give out of the the our heart. Yeah. Now, but um, I think that looking at it biblically, what is the government to pay for biblically? And that would be to provide for the common defense, like you need a military to protect your nation. And what the what Constitution actually yeah. called it a militia, militia. But it was it was. I'm only saying that because yeah. they the way the wording they used was to call. Oh man, if I can find it like in a split second. But yeah. they called on the militia uh, in a in a moment's notice. So there wasn't a standing military that the taxes were funding. Yeah. It was in a time of war. We will, like you're saying, for a specific purpose, yeah. we will get taxes from the American people, fund, yeah. raise money from the American people in order to pay for this the militia. Yeah. yeah. And you have stand, and, but it's funny. They actually, they, uh, there was a clause. I'm going to pull this up real quick. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Yeah. There was a clause, article one, section eight, I believe. Yeah. Clause 16. Here it is. To provide for the organizing, arming and disciplining the militia and and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively the appointment of the officers and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. So it was Congress's job to um, organize, arm, and discipline the militia. That's kind of cool. So are like, yeah. are the congressmen in the trenches, like training? <laughs> but but no, because it goes on to say that... Um, there are some that are actually employed. It doesn't go into specifics, but employed in the service of the United States, um, except for officers who are appointed by the states themselves. Um, but the, it seems to me, it seems to imply here that there are in federal, federal employees. That's yeah. what am I, am I reading this wrong 
for governing such of them as may be employed in the service of the United States. Service, military service. And for governing. Is that, is that what it's saying? So, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States. Employed so is it saying, in the service. So, you're saying yeah. they're paying the militia? Yes. Is that what they're talking yes. about? So, in the service of the United States. Okay, I read that differently. Yeah. I read that as almost like a standing general or no. whatever. So every, but even that, I mean, every person, military. Yeah. yeah, every person. Okay. Do you think that they only pay them when the militia is called on? Yeah. Okay. All right, sorry. Back to your point. I thought that was specific. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Well, I'm to saying bring the up. point is, if we're gonna have limited taxes, we need to have a limited government because you've got less things to pay for. Yes. So, so not a standing military right. all of the time. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, what would what would that look like if we had a, a, a we would have a it would be a complete revamp of our whole government system. Yeah. All the the three letter agencies gone. Gone. Completely gone. IRS yeah. done. Yep. Bye bye IRS. Thank, thank God for that. Bye FBI. Praise God, baby. Bye all these things. And the thing is, you don't have a problem. It's not taxes. Taxes are inherently bad. Jesus said, give unto Caesars what is Caesars. Like, there's things that the government needs to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is there's an issue when you have it bought top down and you have this money that you're sending that is not directly going to impact you. Mm-hmm. Like, local taxes for a school, fine. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I wouldn't, like, say it was great, but that's something that you can justify at least morally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can just. Yeah. I, I disagree with it. Yeah, but yeah, but you can just. It's like you wouldn't have like a like you couldn't find a biblical no issue no. with that, and you'd have. And in terms of constitutional principles, it's a local that you can just move to another town. Well, so, are public schools even constitutional? Because that brings into question the Department of Education. A public, public school maybe school, on the state level. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay, at the okay, local on the state level. level. I'm sorry. All right. So like all these all these three letter agencies, pretty much all of them. I don't even know any of them that would stay. Really. Who uh, I was, uh, who, what would even stay? FDA? No. No. No, all these gone. Department of ATF, Education, get gone. out of ATF, here. ATF, gone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Going so, around Congress? No, thank you. Yeah, so all these things, like, the only thing that you'd really need to pay for would be the military. I mean, you could have something, like, I don't think that maybe interstate highways would be a thing that you, you could fund. I think that, because that, if it's, but it would have to be building it in every state. You would have to be yeah. equally. Um, applying it to every state. Yeah, but uniform I, in all states. Uniform in yeah. all states. So I think that we have this thing where we give special welfare, like special welfare would be only being able to receive Social Security if you're o- o- over a certain age. Wouldn't that be the definition of special welfare? True. Well, I do know that the founders set up a, uh, I was, there was, um, ta- I'm taking a, Hills- there was taking a Hillsdale College course on civil rights in America. And mm-hmm. one of the first uh, episodes, one of the first lectures the one of the faculty i can't remember his name but he was saying how there the founders actually did set up a sort of a welfare system but it wasn't like you get to sit at home and we send you a check every month or you know we send you a bag of gold every month or whatever it was you go to a place almost like in an orphanage mm-hmm. but for not just for kids so it, it was a, it was like a community area where you all you lived and you worked in order you you but worked was this for the your federal stay. level uh i I don't know. I, not. I I don't know. Yeah. But it addressed. It said like you work for your stay. Mm-hmm. So if no, I doubt. With no, this is not the federal no. level. No freaking way. This yeah. is the federal level in 1776. Yeah. Like no, you worked for your stay. Like you didn't yeah. just win the blank check and you just got to buy, you know, eat Oreos all of the time because you know you couldn't work or whatever. But if if you were hurt or disabled or whatever, like there were, you you would be put into service for something, and work for your stay. And it's that's not a bad thing. I mean. 
to a certain level, it's it's caring for people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I think the church should be doing that. But at the same time, you don't want people in the streets. No. So it's more of an immediate solution. Yeah. And then hopefully just incentivize the churches to get their act together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, like, there wouldn't be that many things that you would need to pay for if the federal government wasn't so overreaching and over OP, overpowered federal government is what we have now. Um, the big boss. Yeah. So I think that that's Bowser. the biggest thing we have to talk about is to limit taxes, you've got to limit spending. We spend, the U.S. government True. spends over $6 trillion. How much did the U.S. government... Um, but I think that that's more so the issue that we need to focus on is the fact that we spend so much money that you can't even you couldn't even possibly pay for it unless the tax rates were literally stupid 99% on billionaires, which would be terrible for America because the billionaires would leave. Yeah. They would go to other countries and set up their LLCs in other places. So um, I think that what we have to look at is we have to say um, we've got a problem with the debt right now. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of pain to go back to a, a good system like i think Man. that we might actually have to raise the taxes america's for... gonna get on that baby steps gotta get in that ramsey <laughs> that, plan, Dave, baby. that debt snowball that debt snowball yeah <laughs> smallest to largest yeah so what i think is i i think that a, bi- a constitutional tax and a biblical tax would be probably further in the future because i think that we probably do have to raise taxes for a time why because the debt is so darn high boy but it, remember what you're saying we you, were, pay- you were right I mean, you were saying we were lower taxes. Lower taxes yeah. in- encourage industry. I mean, just look how incredible the greatest the economy has ever been in American history through the Trump uh, through the Trump um, presidency and and after his tax cuts. But he still so, added trillions to the debt. True, but he the amount of industry that went up it was just incredible. But we didn't pay off any of the debt. Okay, so we do it right this time. Yeah. Like we that's but I was only saying that to say yeah. when you cut taxes, change happens quick. Up, GDC, it really GDP quick, really quick. Up. Yeah. Because people are smart. People are really good at what they do. It's interesting. The, yeah. It, like Yeah, I guess I was yeah, I'm I'm thinking like a lib over here. Well, no, it's you're taxes. thinking like every every single empire in the history of the world when I yeah. need to pay for something, well, people aren't giving me people are giving me $10 a month. Well, I want $15 a month. So let's just raise it by $5. That's an example. Yeah. I'm just pulling that out of my boot. Hey, but like, that's how, that's how people always thought. But no, like you, you lower it. You incentivize people to work, yeah. to start businesses, to have families, yeah. to have more kids because Thanks. they can afford it. And then when you have more kids, dude, they grow up, they start their own businesses Fire me and up. it's just like, and it's, it's just a, a snowball effect. That snowball. That is well, different kind <laughs> of snowball, man. Yeah. I'm serious, but no, I'm dead serious yeah. about this. I, we don't have to wait for the federal government to do this. States start doing this. Yeah. Well, I think part Get of a coalition part of, of states is, to be like, hey, federal government, call a convention of states. Yeah. The article, article five of a the new constitution, constitutional amendment yeah. saying no more f- income tax or repeal the other constitutional amendment. Well, you but repeal saying, a constitutional amendment by another amendment. Well, yeah, you article five of the constitution, yeah. you call a convention of states. So instead of going through the federal government, you get a certain amount of states. I think it's 32 mm-hmm. or something amount of states to come together and there's a great organization called Convention of States that's trying to do this yeah. um, to rein in taxes, to add term limits, things like that. Have a Convention of States and go around the federal government and take away the income tax. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Like this is a constitutional way to go around the federal government because the, and the, the founders were so smart, smart to you do this. You don't need this. the federal government. to Because the, they knew the federal government, if it is out of control, 
the thing that reigns in the federal government is not going to be the federal government. It'll be the states. It's going to be the states yeah. taking back the federal yeah. government all you need, and restraining it. All you need for a constitutional amendment is three fourths of three fourths of the states to agree to, to sign it. Let's go, dude. So yeah. we start at the local level. We yeah. start towns, bro. Imagine New England. I, I was just looking at the electoral map, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I hate to get political on or like you know Democrat v Republican yeah. on us here, but like imagine Massachusetts has has like I think eleven or twelve electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Like everything is down to the wire on these le- on the, on these elections. Like, dude, imagine, bro. We just bring sweeping change to not only Massachusetts, the rest of New England, right, bro. One of the things is the, is the we got it yeah we got it we're but chilling. The issue is the problem we started is, is that, conservative we're going back amen we're going forward equal back to the future baby let's go <laughs> let's back we're going back to the future back to the conservative future amen but also I I'm I on think, a tangent guys is, I'm is getting fired up I'm fired up too now because you just got me on a whole other train of thought I was thinking too much <gasps> let's go this is we're working things out this podcast I was thinking I was thinking way too much on on this on the the worldly standards. But I think what we, what we got to do is we need to make people less reliant on the federal government because people say, oh, what about my Social Security? What about my Medicare? We say, no, you don't need Social Security. We don't need Medicare. We're pay gonna- off your debt early. Pay off your house early. Yeah. Freaking revest, invest in the S&P 500. Yeah. Get that compound Invest in issues. America. Invest in free markets. Invest in the future. Invest in your kids. Have eight, ten kids. Yeah. If you're not going to start a business, invest in one. Yeah. Like give some of your money so other people can start a business for you and you make some of the profits if yeah. it takes off. Be smart. Think for yourself. If you don't need the federal be, government to take care of you. Don't be a silly you. goose. The government ain't your daddy. God is your daddy. Daddy, <laughs> daddy God. God. <laughs> well, that's the thing. No, oh, I think man. The, is that the blasphemous? Federal, <laughs> the federal government, Abba Father, not really. Abba the government, Oh, that's true. The government that's has awesome. convinced people that if we don't have these social programs, if we don't have a social safety net, then things are going to collapse. And the, the truth is, is that the, the economy goes up and down, always. We don't need the federal government propping up the economy with trillions of dollars of inflation through, with our tax money. Like, we don't need that. We don't need a, a, like a crazy federal government upholding everything, holding everything, pulling the strings from up top, holding everything in place and making sure that nothing catastrophic happens so that they keep the people stay bogged down and don't ever question whatever they're doing. Because mm. that's the thing. When things go bad, people start to question the government. Look at COVID. Look at what people were doing, questioning. Yeah. Even if you look at... Antifa, who we wouldn't agree with, they were freaking burning things down. Yeah, but that's what they don't want chaos. They want us to be, they want to lull us into, oh look, we'll give you two thousand dollars a month when you retire. Oh, pay the tax, pay the tax. Yeah, but no, we need to say that if we have strong churches, if we have strong families, if we have strong local governments, we're gonna figure. We're gonna yeah. be America is strong. We have strong. We have the most innovative technology we have the smartest people we're a melting pot of the best of the world Mm -hmm. and that's who we need to be we need to say screw you to the federal government we don't need you we don't need you to tax us on all of our income we don't need you to take our income bye bye federal government you don't have a you don't have a right in our lives anymore that's what we need to say we will not what's the word do not comply do not comply we will not comply we will we will because rendering to caesar is what is caesar so you got that going for you but um (laughs) way to be honest We will comply. Sorry, but we won't. We don't want to. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's bold, isn't it? That'll that's yeah. that, that that'll get the views. <laughs> but, but it starts at the family level. The family. I think because that, in order, if we yeah. want to go to our local, like I'm just I'm envisioning a scenario where yeah. it, uh, in the future, you know, we we take back Massachusetts for conservatism, yeah. and and we're going to Massachusetts and be like, all right, 
well, this is great. We've got the Republican majority. What do we do with it? All right, let's cut taxes. That the people, the people love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how do we do that, man? The, thing the is, income tax. Wait, hold on. Let's no. get rid of the income tax. Okay. Well, first of all, oh well, we can't do that because blah blah. It ha- it pays for ninety percent of whatever. Blah yeah. blah. And we can't do that because we have all these programs here in Massachusetts to help the the poor and to help the homeless and blah blah blah. All the social security stuff on on the state level. And we can be like, oh crap, we can't. Like that's not realistic to just cut it. How, but Let's say we start working now on making good families and good churches here in Massachusetts. And then in 30 to 40 to 50 years, it'll take a long time. Yeah. If after all that time, we go to our Republican majority in uh, in Boston, we're like, hey, we've got strong families. We can take care of the homeless. Cut that program. We can take care of them. Look at how much we've been tithing over the past 50 years. We don't need this program. Cut that one. Cut this one. We don't need the income tax. We can shred the government and we can still pay you well because we we value our public servants because we want our public servants to be people who used to be police officers and used to be firefighters uh, firefighters and and, and teachers and 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 professors. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent, but it has to, if we can go to the, our Republican majority and be like, hey, you're able to cut all of these things because the church is going to pick up the slack. We're going to reclaim our original design and yeah. we're going to do what uh, what Christ has called us to do. And, and we've, and this is not a foreign concept. This is, I talked about this, I definitely talked about this on the podcast, but the governor of Iowa during the, um, during the COVID lockdowns, she didn't lock down anything in Iowa. Instead, and then she outsourced to the church. She asked the church of Jesus Christ. She didn't like, she didn't like empower them or she didn't like give them any money, but mm-hmm. she, she asked, um, the church, the Christian church to basically be like, Hey, will you run like the, um, the, will you, will you help the homeless out? She basically just gave all of the humanitarian stuff to the church. Like, Hey, please handle this. Imagine that. Imagine Massachusetts doing it. Imagine our, our wonderful governess, Maura Healy. Coming to, she's asking the churches already. She's already doing it with the illegal immigrant crisis. This guy is right. This is what they're doing because they know, they know, they uh, they kiss the sun, the people in the government. They know that this the sun is 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 Lord. They know that Jesus is Lord, and they know that the church is going to take care of the things. Well, explain what you mean by that. So, what are they asking the churches about? Well, they're asking in in Massachusetts. They've asked churches and they've asked people because they're running out of places to put illegal immigrants that are being bussed in from Florida and from Texas because Massachusetts is a sanctuary state. Yeah. So they're asking anyone, churches, please help us home these people. Yeah. Why would why would they ask churches not? Why wouldn't they be asking um, the Atheist Foundation of Massachusetts to do that? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Probably. But uh, because they know the churches have... Satan Con. Com- Satan yeah. Con. Come take all of these... No, because ones. they know the churches have a command from God and that they they hold true to their convictions that they are supposed... True religion before God is this, taking care of the, the widow... In the orphan. In the orphan. Yeah. They know that we're the ones who are supposed to be doing these things. So we got to say... And we got to humble ourselves and say, you know what, Maura Healy? We're going to do it. When you have people who are... Those uh, veterans in Hyannis who got kicked out for to house illegal immigrants. There was um, people in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Yeah. Cape yeah. Cod, Massachusetts. They were being housed by um, their the VFW or the they had veteran housing and they got kicked yeah. out for illegal immigrants. How powerful would it have been if a church in Hyannis said, "We'll take you and you can stay at our parsonage to those veterans." Yeah. Look at more Healy. Look at your you're failing. Look at what we're doing to we're house. Picking up the slack. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up the slack. I think that would be the message. Is that for now, the government's going to tax us, mm. and it's it's going to happen. And we need to we need to say we need to fight it. We need to say that it's tyrannical and that it's wrong. Yeah. But also, we need to do our job as Christians and as conservatives, and and 
make every dollar that we have go so much further than the government. Be better. We can spend our money better than the government. The only reason why that they're taking it from us is because they think they can spend it better than we can hmm. or else why would they why would they tax us yeah so it's all about power and it's about control we need to say no with this 60 percent that you you guys leave me with we're gonna do so much more we're gonna donate more to charity we're gonna help the homeless we're gonna help all these things that the government is failing to do you look at all these cities that have the highest tax rates like san francisco homeless in the streets gang violence crime they're not doing their job we're gonna say as christians as the church as conservatives we're gonna make every dollar count because our dollars belong to God and we're accountable for where our money goes. And we're going to say, and then we're like, like Sam said, we're going to be able to say to the federal government, you know what? I think it's about time the income tax goes away because we don't need it. anymore. We don't need it. We never needed it. And we were proving it to you through yeah. cultural change. And that's what I think we, we need to hammer down is that cultural change starts bottom up. We always say this. It starts with the individual in your own heart saying, how am I not spending my money? How am I not spending my time yeah. wisely in yeah. doing and building God's kingdom? Then the family will say, what can we do? What can we do at our home level? How can we raise our own chickens? How can we make our own food? How can we make our dollar count more? And then it goes to the church. How can, as the church, how can we help each other? How can we help our community to solve the problems that are facing them? How can we help the poor? How can we give money how can we tithe more to give money to the poor? Because that's what we're called to do. And then it goes up. The local governments will say, hey, look at what these churches are doing. You know what? You guys, you keep doing that. We're not, we're not going to tax you because you guys have got to figure it out. Hey, imagine that. And then it goes up to the state level. Massachusetts says, wow, we've got a robust and amazing church that is taking care of the widows and the orphans. We don't need any of these social programs in Massachusetts anymore. Then the countries, the, the states look at Massachusetts and say, hey, look at what they're doing. It's working. And then they start doing it. And then the federal government goes, shoot. <laughs> we got to the- bomb somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, that was, that was going up, 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 up. And then... <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying... Like the bomb. Because, uh, well, no, I'm saying the government, the federal government, the Satan, the one who rules the powers and the principalities above, they want discord. They want... People to be fighting each other. You, you. They want people saying, um, "I need my welfare," and they want no. Shut up, fatty. You don't need your welfare. They, they <laughs> want that fighting back and forth. But yeah. we need to say is no. We're not going to pay for your bag of fudge rounds. We're going to pay for your rounds and your AR fifteen and help you. Never mind. I could get really far on that. No, but we're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna be Americans. We're gonna take care of each other. That's what America is about, helping your neighbor out, love thy neighbor as yourself. And if we do that at the local level, the government will have no other choice to obey. They'll have no ground to stand on. They'll have no... Yeah. And we'll, we'll start voting those people out who yeah. are trying to tax us more. That's a real revolution. Yeah. It's not French Revolution style where, you know, we're like, oh, we, we don't like, you know, we don't like our governments being corrupt while, you know, the people who are doing the revolution, you know, cheat, on, cheat on their wives and are yeah. also corrupt with the little that they, God has given them. No, we have to be faithful in the little things. My mom and I were just talking about this, yeah. actually. She was encouraging me, be faithful in the little things. That's where it's most important because because that the Bible says those who are entrusted, those who do well with little will be entrusted with much. Right. I, something like that. But, That's right, yeah. Um, it has to start bottom up. Bottom up. That's bottom what we gotta up, do. baby. So we can say all we want. Right for now, we have to, as Christians, we've got to render what, as much as we don't like it, give what to Caesars is Caesars. Yeah. And um, and then pray. It's a lot of prayer. Yeah. Pray that God will 
actually spark because we can never have this cultural change if, if the, it's just one person if it's, it's just well true but yeah if the cultural change starts in the individual you can never have true cultural change in the individual until the holy spirit takes control of that individual Amen. and and it's such a weird paradox when the holy spirit takes control of you you are actually set free and when you're set free to live and give you and and to be the most that of your be who god made you to be mm-hmm. that that works its way up yeah. to, like you were saying individual to the yeah. family to the church so, to the state level to to local state and then federal level mm-hmm. so as an individual Get your, get yourself out of debt. No more yeah. car loans. No more relying on other people's money. Yeah. At the family, no more no more loans on your houses. Get rid of your mortgage as quick as you can. 15, 15 year fixed rate mortgage, baby. Paid yeah. off in seven. Get rid of Average it. millionaire pays their home off in seven years. Believe that? It's true. You can do it. Yeah. Don't don't let the government tell you you can't do it. Yeah, you can do it. And then what does the fam- and the family looks like? And then the church is saying no more taxes on my or no more mortgage on my church building. We're paying that off. Paying that off. We're paying. We're tithing more. Hey, give me money so I can buy my private jet. No, we're saying <laughs> give me money so I can pay off my church mortgage so that the church can give. Dave Ramsey says, today live like nobody else, so later you can live and give like nobody else. No. So the church needs to hunker down and say we're going to pay off all our debts. We're going to help each other, lift each other up, work for each other. The churches need to. Hey, I'm a carpenter in the church. I'm going to teach a young kid how to be a carpenter and make a boatload of money with his business. And we need to be that the outreach. And then we can do that. Once we pay off our debts, once the church pays off their debts, they can give like crazy to the yeah. community with their tithe yeah. and tithe more. And they say, hey, look, look at what we're doing for the people. Look, we're loving our neighbors. We're feeding the poor. We're taking them in. What a testimony that would be for the churches. And then those churches awesome. are going to influence the government, like I said before. Those churches will influence other churches. Other and then churches. More churches. And then and more then, churches. And then you have a, a church that is thriving yeah, and that doesn't yeah. even need the government. And that's like, what is what is 40% of my income? Because I'm making so much darn money. Yeah. I'm helping so much darn people. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then the government's going to have no more, no more money to spend anything on. Yeah. So, well, at the same time, it's weird because we're going to be able to take away the income taxes be like, hey, we don't actually need you to pay for that. But at the same time, there's going to be so many people making so much money that I'm not, I'm, we're not trying to make like prosperity gospel. No. Don't confuse this for the, don't confuse that for this. But there are pr- biblical principles that lead inevitably to prosperity. To prosperity. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. It can mean in this, uh, in this life or the next, right. uh, if you're thinking through a biblical lens, which we yeah. always try to do, but you have, um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was saying. We can say what we want. We know that the income tax is unbiblical. We know that the system we have today is unbiblical but we'll, and unconstitutional. But we don't solve that issue by saying, oh, we need just more. We need better laws. We need more top-down control. We do need those things. But those things can only happen if the you can't expect the government to be smart with their money if you're not smart with your money. How do you yeah. think these people got into power? Because we voted them in because we all suck with money. <laughs> yeah. So if we're if we do better at the individual and at the local and at the church and at the family level, that's how we're going to be able to get rid of the income tax because we're going to be thriving so much and we're going to be fulfilling the command of God to make disciples of all the nations and to be salt and light. Yeah. That they'll have no other choice to but to comply with us, to comply with the church. And they'll be trembling in their boots because their power, because their time is running out. No more slaves to government. No more slaves to Social Security. No more slaves to Medicare. No more slaves to the IRS. We're going to become slaves to Christ in his dominion, in his power on the earth. No more power to Caesar, power to Christ. That's what we're striving Amen. for. Amen. 
And I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> Would more people make more money? The government actually makes a ton more in taxes. Yeah. Caesar, oh. we're helping you out too. We're helping you out, Caesar. So Just yeah. get your eyes off yourself and you'll be you'll be set one day, Caesar. We'll make you so rich. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, that's how we get oh to it. So we, we can say all these things about, about top down and how it should should be run. But at the end of the day, the change is going to come from bottom up because that's how Jesus yeah. does bottom yep. up from the heart. And tax, like you said, taxes can be so confusing, but we just boil it down to its simple, to the, the common denominator. And, and we, it's just like a, a, any other issue, any yeah. other political issue. It starts from the bottom up. And that's why we here at the Sons of Liberty wanted to talk about that. It seems like a boring topic. Oh, I got to talk about taxes. Awesome. What am I listening to my dad or something? Like, this is important. This is a, this was the reason, one of the main reasons for the revolution. Yeah. Like, dude, we got to know our stuff, man. We yeah. got to know our stuff. Yeah, we've got to know why, and we've got to know what we're failing at morally ourselves yeah. to be able to actually fix. Because if we can't expect the government to change, if we're not going to yeah. be willing to change, so we got to change. Amen. Dude. Amen. This has been a, a trip. very. This has been a trip. <laughs> we've been. We were working very, through it ourselves a little yeah. bit. I mean, very informative podcast. We uh, we covered a lot of bases. Yeah, there are definitely some things that we didn't cover, but I mean, obviously in the realm of taxes, but there's only so much that we know. I mean, we're just two 18 year olds trying to make our way through young adulthood, uh, young trying to I just learn how I to see thrive that check as a man. And I see money taken out. I don't like it. And I don't yeah. think anyone does. So, yeah. but we're trying to look at it, not through a, a, a far left or a far right way. It's like, what is the biblical way? What's the, what's the Christ? What's way? the Christ like way? Yeah. 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 Because the, the far left way says, Oh, raise taxes. That's unbiblical. Uh, like crazy high taxes. We don't want rich people to exist. Unbiblical people on the far right ta take taxes away. They're all evil. They're bad. I want to have my money to spend on whatever I want. It's all selfish. That's all. That's bad too. Yeah. What's the Christ like way? What's the middle ground? What's the middle ground? What's the middle ground, man. Amen. Dude, we got to go in Jubilee middle ground. You think, you think they'll invite us on, bro? They'd let us on. Do, would you go? I would go. That that would be fun. Jubilee. What do you think we should talk about in Jubilee? Talk about, uh, like I don't like. What would we be best yeah. equipped to talk about in Jubilee? What if it's like okay, oh New England conservatives uh, debate, um, like I don't know, um, Texas Democrats. So you have like the juxtaposition <laughs> of that. Yeah. Like the few conservatives oh, in like New England. Would be like, oh, what do we do about the immigrant crisis? What do we do about yeah. all these different oh, things? Yeah. Oh, some. Oh, people. Um, like Southern states versus Northern states debate yeah. about the immigrant issue. Yeah. And you have like some conservatives. The <laughs> some conservatives from yeah. Texas. Some Republicans. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Some Democrats from Massachusetts. Yeah. I know we're not Democrats, but that would that would be an interesting one. Jubilee, if you're liberal watching. Texans debate conservative Massachusettsians. I would do that. Called. That would be so fun. That would be so fun, guys. This has been awesome. And if you want to debate us, then make sure to like and subscribe and, and leave a comment hey, listen, in if you're gonna below. Comment and say we're a bunch of young stupid idiots, like some people would say. <laughs> Let us know how we're. I want to know how I'm stupid. Like I'm not that smart. I'm just a guy with a camera yeah. and a mic. Yeah, but so far, all of our, quote, criticism from people who disagree have not actually been criticism. They've just been name-calling. Like, I'd love it if we could I actually know. Let us know if get some good criticism. I asked uh, uh, Paul Jaley. I know I reference him, but he's a brilliant man, and I respect him a lot. But he, I asked him after the podcast, I was like, do you ever get, like, um, decent criticism, like someone reaching out to you with, like, an actual argument to try to debate what you said? And he goes, <laughs> I wish. Because <laughs> people yeah. don't think through arguments anymore. If they disagree with you, they just yell at you, or they yeah. don't say anything. Yeah, and I know, like, we probably said some. I said some things that were wrong in this podcast. Probably, I mean, I don't, I don't want to think that I'm wrong. I think that I'm right in everything that I say, or else I wouldn't say it. 
but <laughs> that's how we figure out that we're wrong is by other people telling us like i'm yeah. not gonna i'm i'm blind in certain ways so yeah let me know if you have anything else to comment or add on this this video let, let us know we're we're open we're, we're willing to talk um yeah yeah i do want to let everybody know we're going to amfest america Fest. we're gonna, we're gonna arizona will be there in a week and two days turning point usa america fest the largest gathering of conservative youth in the nation meeting right there phoenix convention center from december 16th to the 19th to the 19th uh we are turning point i'm, I'm a turning point president Hunter vice Young president. is the vice president of Turning Point USA on Cape Cod. You can find us on YouTube, actually, Turning Point USA and Cape Cod. Are, we are Turning Point USA at Barnstable County, uh, which is the, the county that is same thing as Cape Cod, basically. But we're so we're heavily involved with Turning Point USA. Turning Point's not a political organization, but we do. And we're not like a Turning Point podcast or anything. But we're going and we promote it. So we'll promote Turning Point stuff because the point of this podcast is to eventually... Yeah, we don't want uh, to just be commentators. Yeah. We want to be actually We're not going to be critiques. We're not we're not just going to critique culture. We're going to make culture. Yeah. We're, we're going gonna to have these events we're gonna and we're going to be gonna... the change that we want to see. Yeah, so you as as the uh, the months drag on here, you're going to see a lot more promotions for turning point events. And that's the reason for this podcast is because we want you conservative New Englanders to be feel empowered and to feel like you have a voice here in New England and a way to support it. So if if you've been looking monetarily to uh support things that like christians and conservatives that actually support your values then hey we we're always raising cash money filled conservatism yeah, cash let's filled do it conservatism. we're all i mean we're always raising money to try to like to, to fund these activism events it's all mm -hmm. going to the activism uh the the money for the donation uh for right. for turning point because that's a separate that's a whole separate thing but anyways we're here for you we thank love you. you guys thank you for and, watching if you're here and guys we kind of do that corny ending do you think we keep doing this? Do you like this? I like it. All right, let's keep doing it. You guys, my name is Sam Mealy. I'm Hunter Young. And we are the Sons of Liberty. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs>